I'll, I'll put something in and Brady will just not respond. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know it's shit. <laughs> it lands with a big stone. Actually, there. Jelani will more not say anything. Brady will definitely say if he hates it. Right. And then Jelani will, will quietly vote against the thing he doesn't like. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers podcast. The definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are a couple of nerds who never had a girlfriend their whole life, Martin and Brady. Excluding the possibility that a female Scandinavian Olympian was running around outside our house last night, what else might be a possibility? Somebody in this camp ain't what he appears to be. Right now, that may be one or two of us. By spring, it could be all of us. This week, with a chill in the air... We take a swing at a chilling sci-fi thriller horror classic, Signs from 2002. And with us today is guest dad and author of the Fallen Race trilogy, Colin Garvey. Welcome, Colin. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate having you here. Our first author. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've, had, we've had a psychiatrist, uh, a basketball player. Now an author, we've had a chef. A retired football NFL player. But never never anybody with the book we've smarts. Had Matt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, thank you for coming over. Yeah, yeah join. thanks for having me, guys. Tell us a little bit about you, your dad, yep. your what your book, your you know, not you know, your trilogy. Mm-hmm. Give us, uh, give us the bio. So the uh, yeah, the bio is uh, so I have two kids, a uh, thirteen-year-old boy and ten-year-old girl. Uh, I started writing the books actually as uh, it's funny. The first time I put uh, a pen to paper was when I was nineteen years old. Uh, I can remember this because I was pulled out of school at the University of Iowa. Go Hawks! Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a surprise. My, I yeah, I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> no, that was a surprise to me. Uh, it was actually more. It was more kind of me and my dad agreed I should probably get, get out of school for a semester. Or two. So I, uh, after my sophomore year, my first semester, I was not doing too well. So I went home. Been there. Uh, <laughs> I went home for the second semester, took some uh, classes at Elmhurst College, um, had a job at uh, Jim Shoes Cafe at the Bolingbrook Health Club. And I started uh, late night writing this story, um, which uh, it's probably been about, uh, you know, kind of off and on, so fits and starts. Uh, it's basically taken me about 20, 25 years to finally, <laughs> finally complete it. Uh, You're like George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I like to take my time. I like to pace myself. So in between there, I had uh, a couple of screenplays I wrote, uh, a family that I've started, uh, a wife and two kids, like I said. Um, and yeah, finally, the third book came out in December, uh, January of this year. Um, and I'm super excited about it. Cool. Now, obviously, I'm going to assume not at at 19 or 20 when you first put pen to paper uh big was this a a macro viewpoint like i have a plan or is this like i'm just gonna see where this goes and then formulate it from there exactly it was the latter for sure it was more along the lines of i'm going to just i'm just gonna write and see where it goes see where the story goes you know i was heavily influenced back then uh uh, sci-fi obviously but you know x-files aliens stuff like that it was really you know it was it was a hot topic too around around that time i think um, so I just was kind of like, all right, let's just, let's just start writing and see where it goes. Uh, eventually I started crafting like some plot lines and some characters and some story arcs and stuff like that, which, you know, uh, probably every ri- good writer would probably say you should probably do that in the beginning. <laughs> um, but eventually I, I finally, I finally got the story right. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pleased as punch with it. I, I really 
like how it turned out. Um, the ultimate dream, the ultimate goal. Um, I was a film and uh, media studies major at Iowa, so uh, I, I want to see it. I'd love to see it on the, on the big screen, the silver screen, anywhere. It would be great to to get these books made. Is that something you're proactively like trying to do, or I don't? I, I definitely am not going to pretend that I know. The process. I mean, we're going to write a movie, and we assume it's going to be huge, but. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be. <laughs> uh, it is. It's a process that I think you know starts with building the readership. You know, I think getting the readers and getting an audience and getting a crowd and being able to go to producers and and people who can make movies um, to say, hey, I've I've got a built-in audience for you. So it's it's definitely a process. I actually. Going through this, uh, you know, marketing the books and getting them out there, it's funny. I, I almost are the new, the, my new kind of, uh, I guess, adage is that uh, I think the books were the easy part. Writing the books were the easy part. Now it's just getting them out there into into the into the into the world has has been the difficult part. But uh, yeah, I'm working with different different companies and different people to try to do that. So uh, it's been interesting. It's been a challenge, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's fun. I want to I, I want to get as many readers as I possibly yeah. can. Yeah, you, so. and you picked a, you picked an easy genre to to film sci-fi <laughs> yeah, right, no, yeah. not a lot not big budgets you don't yeah, need right, any big cg exactly, budgets right. for that exactly unlimited budget and can't stuff. really do it at home right yeah, exactly <laughs> oh my God. Right. i mean they've been doing some good things with the iphone yeah lately. i saw commercials yeah, I yeah. you can do just about anything you want it seems like although you could go the m night Shyamalan route with signs and right. like you know it doesn't need to have a ton of effects right like and like his all his scares and yep. and uh things Spence. in this movie yeah and it was limited just cast very limited cast very limited cast yeah. and it's just just a really good you know suspenseful yep. thriller story yep. i actually watched it i think we're under attack <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't even pick up but there was a plane that yeah went over, I, we just got someone just buzzed the tower <laughs> See, I, I grew up around midway airport so we would get interrupted at school all the time i just thought it was normal part of life i've been right over here almost every week and i have not once heard a plane there is brookridge airport right right by here <laughs> Well, someone's a, heading in or heading out. Single engine Cessna's coming in. Oh man, yeah. I hope I hope it picked up because I almost ducked. <laughs> I was gonna say though, I um, so I, I I watched this movie with my kids. I was just I don't know. It was like we did Men in Black like the day before. And I had to watch this. I'm like, let's just keep up with the uh, with the sci-fi theme and see mm-hmm. how it goes. And they were freaked out. You so, don't say. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it was probably not the best idea, but I made sure we finished it because I needed them to know that it ended okay. I'm, I'm going to ask you many times because I can't remember any of this stuff. Yeah. How old's Colin? Yeah, 10 and 8. 10 and 8. So, okay, uh, so, and 10. Yours, so 10 and 13. 10, yeah. So, Jelani, I know yours are younger. I know you're not <laughs> going to abuse your kids like that. Yeah. Yeah. Much, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Much like I wouldn't have, yeah. but have your 10 or your 13-year-old seen signs? Uh, so uh, my 10-year-old actually has. My 13-year-old, we were watching it last night. Uh, that was his first time. Uh, he actually had to go to bed because he, he had to get up for school. Definitely but, uh, good, good my, viewing. Uh, right right before you go to bed? What, what part did he bail on? <laughs> my 10-year-old actually has, has gotten two things for me. Uh, she's got my night owl gene and she's got my horror gene, which is probably, I'm not sure if those, that could probably cut either way on both of those. So, um, But she loves horror. She loves she loves to be scared. Um, we actually, a few weeks ago, uh, my wife was watching Paranormal Activity with her. Watch that, the first the movie. one. The movie. Yeah, yeah. Watch the first one. Watch the second one. Uh, and this was back to back. So I, th- I didn't think that was a great idea. So anyway, our, our daughter never sleeps with us. So she's, she did sleep in our, there's like a little couch, day bed, whatever you want to call it in our room. She did sleep with us that night after pair number two <laughs> um, at four in the morning. And my wife is the lightest sleeper. Like, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, the dog farts, she hears it, right? So she wakes up. So 
she, at three or four in the morning, she woke up and uh, she saw our daughter just sitting up on the day bed, just kind of staring straight ahead at the closet. Oh, so boy. that was freaky. So we said, all right, you know what? What we're going to do? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut off the horror movies just for a little bit and just see how that goes. Maybe just go to the comedy. You guys didn't yeah, even like... make it to October. Are there... <laughs> no, we didn't make it to Halloween. Are there like quarter, half cups of water all over the house at this point? <laughs> there is. She keeps saying these things are contaminated. And I'm like, what? I don't understand this. What's going on here? Yeah, I wouldn't even have tried to get to signs with my kids, but I want to show them Men in Black, and yes. it's been on uh, television a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh, I wish they could, the bug, I, fig- I think, would just throw them, and it'd scare them, <laughs> but I would like, all the other stuff, like, is fun, it's lighthearted, so I'm hoping that maybe when Brooklyn and Mac are like 10 and 8, they might yeah. be able to be able to They're, handle it. They were very, very, they loved it, and it was it was great, like, they were into it, <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing scared them about it at all. Again, like in Signs, it wasn't even, it was just the anticipation that's, and the music right, that's the right. thing so and all like we've talked about with jurassic jurassic park like uh sure. when, when matt was on he talked about jurassic park like that's the stuff that scares you more and that's i mean that the tension that this movie builds up yep. and so and i watched it with mary my wife and she she was like ready to bail when she, i told her what i was gonna watch because she was like oh my god and then she kind of just was on her phone and kind of fell into it <laughs> And she, admittedly, she doesn't like horror whatsoever. But she, we finished it, and she's like, "I'm so glad I watched that again with you." Like, it's, it's not scary. And I'm like, "No, it's just suspenseful." And that is a whole different kind of like viewing experience. And it's awesome. Like, especially when it's done well. And yeah, it's really done well in really science, well, in right? my opinion. I, I yeah, the, the rewatch for me it was I'd only seen it like once when it came out, so it's been about almost 20 years, right? And it's. I think it held. I think it held up. I um, do too. I even knowing even knowing the ending, um, and it pro- probably did help that my my kids were, you know, like covering their eyes. <laughs> a lot. Like just, when you're watching with somebody that that's that into it, I think it makes it it makes the experience a lot better. So I yeah, I really enjoyed. I this, knew this ish the ending, but I definitely didn't remember like exactly what was going to happen. Like, I mean, it all was like, oh yeah, type of thing. But I didn't as it was coming up. I wasn't like. I already know it's coming. It had been a long time for me, and I, yeah. I've probably seen it a couple times, two or three, I would guess. Um, if I if I if I had to guess, I saw it. I bought the DVD. I watched it once, and then I never touched it again. <laughs> That's kind of how that plays. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was just. I thought it was really good. I don't think that it gets talked about with M, M Night that often. I think obviously Sixth Sense is kind of the home run, and then some of the other. I think people veer more towards like the stuff that didn't work that well. I think this is really really good. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think people rank his movies kind of in order that he made them i think people will say six sense is best mm-hmm. unbreakable is probably second and signs is probably third but i, I don't know I, I might argue that this is um, probably just the recency bias for me but like this I'd is this interest- is probably the strongest um overall overall That's, movie i i would be interested to watch six sense again because it has i haven't watched it i think i only think i watched that once a feeling like I don't need to rewatch it. I already you get the whole once you know you know. Right. So it'd be interesting to see that again and if that matters. It's um, it's still it's it's really good, right? And it's it's very that's what like I've heard. it's I've, very finely crafted right. throughout and that and this one is too and like you get that Hitchcock vibe like right from yep, the beginning. I absolutely. feel like from the the title card and the music it just kind of looks and sounds like Psycho and you know he loves Hitchcock and wants him and wants he does yep. cameos in all his movies. What's funny is that I was like I, 
my one of my notes was the movie starts out slow and weird, and it probably <laughs> is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. which for me yeah. is not that. That's interesting. great. I'm glad. I'm so glad that you said that because I was thinking. I'm like, I wonder if Brady appreciates appreciates Hitchcock at all. Probably not. Oh, well, I think I answered your question. <laughs> so to your point, though, like that's how I was going into it. Like I felt like part of it was almost it was almost like a parody because it was so slow and so deliberate Agreed. and so like like when he goes into when Meryl goes into the recruiter. And like the recruiters mm. talk to him, like that whole like cadence yep. of the recruiter. I'm like, is this a joke? Like, is he? Are they making fun of this? Are like they making fun of like because he's so over the top and like straightforward? And then the you know our dude in the recruiting office. I did. Yeah, yeah. Wet Hot American Summer. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wet, wet Hot. I know. I, yeah. I couldn't believe that was him. I, I do not remember that part at all. I thought it was really funny because I think even when we did that movie, we were talking about it. How he's he kind of maybe was the lesser of yeah. a lot of. He still is, but like yeah. I was like, oh shit, it shows is. up just out of, out of nowhere. But yeah, I mean the whole. But but if you think about it, the whole point of that scene was to know that he couldn't help but swing. Like that was his whole. You yeah, know, that definitely thing. sets yeah. the table yeah. um, for the later scene. But yeah. it was also right; it was a setup for. He explained what the what these guys were doing, what they what the aliens were doing. Right? That, I love that scene. It's one of my favorites yeah. in the movie because it's like, oh, they are a recon force. This is exactly what they're doing. They're checking everything yeah. out and they're scouting yep. it out. Right? And this that guy too. had it right on. That was definitely he, a, a. It was an integral part of the movie. Um, and while I think plenty of people probably think it's kind of a throwaway scene, and I think it actually has so much to do with everything. To your absolutely. point, the swing away, mm-hmm. the description of what's happening. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about you know de- deliberate filmmakers before, like guys that don't don't put any don't put something in just to put it in. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason for, for it. For sure. And and yeah, you you got to believe that that um, night. It was my night, I think, right? Yeah. That night <laughs> nice. knows is, is that's what he that's you know he puts it in very deliberately to think think about that. Yeah, I think that's that. I, I think I missed that on my on my accord in plenty of things over the years. Not quite understanding that. Yeah, like I probably I on numerous occasions was like, all right, whatever. But like, <laughs> it's like in hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, like that kind of that all <laughs> that was put there, there for, a a reason for a specific reason. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's a sign, Plot bro. <laughs> he does kind of beat you over the head with with the symbolism, but whatever. He does the missing cross on the wall, and yeah, he's. And I think that's what happens to some of his later movies, right? And why he gets because it's like, like the happening. Well, I think it's it's, just, it's hard for him. How do you not like if you've you you it, when things are working. It's got to be tough to like not use that and, yeah. and lean on that consistently. You know, when you're trying to tell a story, like, okay, well, this this works. This has worked before. Why would I not at least, in some vein, try to use it again? And but I think then it gets skewed the other direction. It's like, yeah. oh, this is all he ever does. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and he set the bar so high with Sixth Sense, like you guys said. So I think he's been trying to get that home run every yep. time. Oh, which, that's you know, tough Tough to come out yeah, of the yeah, gate. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he set the bar so high for himself. I think everybody compares that, you know, his his, his later movies to that movie. And yeah. we just hard. We just, uh, Redding, fr- friend of the pod, just yeah. texted us today about uh, his latest, Old. Old, yeah. And, uh, which we were talking about potentially uh, doing at some point. It's just like, yeah. You know, it's nothing's without a critique, obviously, especially anymore. But yeah, I think to your, Colin, to your point, it's man. Maybe you maybe you want to come out medium high. <laughs> well, <laughs> not it's so good. But then, but then the thing is, right? If maybe the happening out, first, and then well, you bring that out, and then do you get the opportunity to make another one? The right? village. Like, mm-hmm. You, you, I kind of liked the. Village. I kind of liked the I village. I want to go back and watch that one. Yeah, again. I do. To actually want to do too. I like, remember liking. Hook. It's it, again. It was like always that big the reveal, you yeah. know. So and I thought like, that one was pretty good. I, yeah. I agree. I, I, there's there's something to it all, and it, it 
it's just hard to hit across the board. I think like he yeah. does some things good consistently, yeah. but it's yeah, it's just really hard to nail it. And um, it's funny. I just watched him uh, night on the Norm Show because it was on, it's oh, on Netflix, nice. and I was like, oh, I should watch one of these. Which one should I watch? I'm like, I'm, well, I'm definitely since we're doing science, I'm, I'm definitely watching one <laughs> with uh, with Knight. Uh, Norm's just a weird, just a strange, strange dude, strange interviewer. <laughs> so <Like> good. <laughs> I still, I still, I was watching something the other day, and like yeah. I, I stumbled back down on like two yeah. or three more Norm clips from. I'm like, I can't, I can't turn him off. He's so good. <laughs> Brady, uh, you mentioned IP earlier, and then Colin, I want to ask you as an author and, and a writer of you know your own trilogy, did you find like you were pulling too much from like other things that you've read or other things that you have influenced you, or like how do you feel like you were able to just generate a unique and, you know, your own story. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to think I do a lot of unique things, but I also, I know I rip people off, you know. I mean, you have to because, you know, it's, and again, what do they say, you know, uh, you know, imitation. Yeah, a good, is, right, it's, <laughs> good writer. It's, you know, imitation borrows, is the best word or flattery or, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a group in my uh, in my trilogy called The Foundation, which is is basically based off of the syndicate and the x-files which is kind of this group of you know older men women who are who are pulling the strings you know just kind of like these puppet masters who are kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes and stuff like that so you always you always want to be unique and i try to do that obviously but you're always going to borrow too you're going to borrow ideas you're going to borrow um and and kind of twist them and make them your own you know what i mean so you're obviously not you know completely like ripping somebody off but um you know you kind of you kind of use what you see what you guys you know what you've seen growing up what you know the movies you, you've seen growing up the books um you know i was listening to one of your guys podcasts and, and martin had a great uh line i think it was about of course uh, you know <laughs> of course <laughs> um you know i think in that you know he had mentioned something about being in that you know 15 year old to 25 year old range yeah. you know it, it it makes an impression on you you know those things that you're kind of growing up with you really makes a huge impression on you and you'll always be those will be i think you said that those yeah. will be your babies right what's those your be, what's your jam when you're 15 right, what's to your 25 jam, right? and, and x-files was life. and i loved x-files yeah. and you know it and that kind of what got me, it kind of propelled me into this trilogy. Um, and then it just kind of took a life of its own as I started writing it. You know, I, I went in different avenues and, um, you know, I like the fact that it's a blending of, of different genres. Like I do the thriller, I do the sci-fi, I do the horror, I do the action. And, and that's, that's just the way I kind of write because I'm like, I love them all, you know, yeah. and I might as well try to, bring I read them the all first in. book and there's a lot of like government, like, agency part to it too sure. which i think is a an, like another genre bending element to yeah, it you know absolutely yeah. yeah yeah i know you mentioned hitchcock too did you do you like seeing uh like i'm gonna call him m night i don't care um <laughs> do you like that he's in it i was gonna so, bring this up yeah. with you guys because i was gonna yeah. ask you guys this question too and whether you guys would ever do a podcast about directors who who act in their own movies, which you guys mentioned in with Braveheart, right? I mean, yeah. Mel directed that and he's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, clearly but... a great actor. <laughs> right, absolutely. And M. Night is... Yeah. M. Night, I, I'm fine with the cameo. I love the cameo. Yeah, I love yeah. the pop-up yes. Stan Lee for a second, yeah, you know, yeah. in every Avengers movie. Love, love what Hitchcock does when he's just kind of in the sure. background. I don't know that he needed to have this big, long... One movie. of the that eight characters. Character. Right. Right. That was <laughs> a big character. And he didn't, yeah. do, he didn't do terribly. He yeah. didn't have to do much, which I think maybe was good but like it was a crucial it just it, it just role. takes it me out of it because i know it's him right and i think they could have he could have given it to somebody else he could have just been somebody else in town he yeah. could have just been one of the a cops. waiter or yeah. something <laughs> or the bookstore yeah. owner or yeah. something like yeah. that yeah. and that uh, would be better and and, I, and he's gotten that critique but whatever it didn't ruin the movie. i just was curious because i it definitely i was i had a, a i don't want to call it a critique but i was just like 
eh, could have could have done without him there. And uh, I think I think we're so no I think the rest no, of the world no is supporting agrees actor with us. Oscar for M Night for that. I don't see it coming, but and I guess now that I'm thinking about it. I, I don't remember enough. Like, so is he in all of his stuff? I think I think he does smaller he cameos to, in he everything. Tends to, yeah, okay, because again, it's a, it's a hitch, it's and a I'm not. Thing. Look, I, if it's me, I can't tell you I'm not putting myself in. I it know either. that's that's why I don't want to harsh him because I'd probably do the same. Because there's probably a do little get, bonus pay, and there's. I was going to say, do you get paid as an actor and as a director too? Like, well, get, work get, out? probably get your a little SAG double card. I don't know how that works, but SAG card and director's guild. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, it did not. He didn't crush it. I'll say that. Um, although apparently he was able to trap one, so good good on him. Uh, <laughs> but he, I mean, he's gotten for me. I'll watch anything he's he's done. You know, if his name's on it, I'm gonna. That's kind of like me. I'm not turned off by him. Even um, even I've been disappointed. You know, hugely. Like I said, I think the happening was the one that was probably most disappointed. Is that by. Wahlberg? That was Mark yeah. Wahlberg yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, with like the the plants. I definitely Jeez. watched it. I don't fully remember. It. I didn't see it either. No. No. Yeah. I so I think I'm, it got too much press and i was just I like, like yeah, I'm out. yeah, I'm out. yeah I'm out. it's fine i mean check it out if you want but it just it just was was not it, but still like i'll watch i'll watch yeah, whatever it does. Give it a shot. i'll give it a shot and that's yeah. the thing he's, I, he's earned that yeah i think for yeah, me which is which is huge i definitely look it's hard to make good movies and i we've already said yeah, like we would say hard. two at least two of them we really like actually i'd say three i like three. unbreakable for I sure unbreakable. Yeah. um that's that's not nothing did he do the one devil is that the elevator yeah, one that yeah that's right good yeah. Oh, you didn't like that? that? Too. I, uh, okay. There's Messina. Is that, when they're trapped Chris in the elevator? Messina. Oh, I thought it was Chris Messina. Yeah, I think it's Chris yeah. Messina is the is the main main guy. In I don't. I all I remember is I think that was one, another one that like came out I after the it. happening, and so that was right when he was kind of like people were like, nah, I don't know if we trust him mm-hmm. as much, and so I don't think it got a ton of press. But I remember. Yeah, yeah. Christmas scene is in it. Amazing. That was an entertaining one. I thought I, hmm. I enjoyed it. I probably just the turned end, away I think from the it. ending. I remember just not. But he he, he he struggles with his endings. I mean, even Signs is a little bit of a little. I I, like, I don't disagree. We, yeah, we I let's mean, go just, there. So, do you guys remember the crop circle phenomenon? <laughs> oh yeah, of the in world, like the eighties and stuff. Well, I I, I do. I, was, 90s, I can remember. Yeah. I would say yeah. early nineties probably. But like, I was married. Yeah. Like, I don't remember this at all i was like i don't know is this just because i was in iowa like <laughs> i grew up in small town farm i didn't live on a farm but i mean i remember crop circles that was like a thing yeah that happened <laughs> my, my kids knew about it too they i don't know if i think it's from i think in fortnite or something i was like some, what is it in some, fortnite some, yeah, or, something? They had some crop circles or something like that, but they, colin definitely was like oh the alien like he, he knew what it, what it was so they, they were fascinated by that too but yeah i mean Clearly, just a bunch of people flattening some crops, trying to make money. Is that, is that what Somehow, it was? perfectly. I don't know. Yeah, I was, yeah, was yeah. ever explained. Yeah, I was going to say, did they ever explain the that? perfect circles just, and shapes? And right, they said it was like the what the piece of wood dragged by string, and like you had to like go around. But they're like, yeah, they didn't bend any. Of the, they didn't break any of the stalks of corn. So how do you do so that? Weird. So weird. It's a map. <laughs> They're planning their attack. I just, I was, it was funny to me because I, I asked her immediately. And she's like, "You remember this?" She's like, "I have no idea what you're talking." About. I'm like, "What? This is like she, that is that is strange." Yeah, though. she didn't remember that. Yeah, real. But um, I thought that was a. I just thought in general, and I, I, I did see that M Night was like that. The crop signs are kind of part of signs, and then the, as in terms of the name, but um, it was also about like faith. I know you mentioned like so, the. The, the lack of the cross in the beginning and yeah. I think it was back at the end when he kind of re, it was restored yeah. um, and then like the signs from above it really was a good play on words mm-hmm. um, although man did he have some worse names almost the alien bulletin was almost the name of the movie oh, oh <laughs> wow <laughs> 
I didn't know you were getting that, but now I, I follow <laughs> and, you. Uh, visitors was the other option. Yeah. Better than Alien Bulletin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> signs, signs really feels like it plays. Obviously, it's what we've known it to be, but... Uh, yeah. I think, I think that was that's the right call. Yeah, <laughs> would have been harder to <laughs> Alien Bulletin would have been a tough tougher sell. I think. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cast. Cause yeah, it was a, a throwback to a lot of people, right? Um, I mean, in O two, it, it makes more sense, but <laughs> yeah, well, right. But I mean, like just seeing star Abigail Breslin. It's you know before Little Miss Sunshine yeah. and everything, and that was yeah. exactly. I didn't realize that. That she was uh, that when we did uh, Little right. Miss Sunshine, I remember seeing that it was. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's the girl in Science." Yeah, I don't think I don't think I knew, but I she. Did, I mean, she's just a great kid actor. She right? really she, is. She was great in this. Great in Little Miss Sunshine. Speaking and then, of kid actors, Rory, 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 Rory Culkin, Igby goes down. <laughs> oh, I love Igby. We should do. We'll do Igby at some point. Oh, is that Rory or is that Kieran? Oh, I thought that was Rory. Oh, shoot. That's a good call. It's a no, Culkin I don't know. for that, sure. I was going to ask you guys. Right. Maybe it is Karen. I was going to ask know. you guys, who's your favorite Culkin? And it's whoever Igby is. <laughs> whoever Igby is. <laughs> that's the answer. I thought, it, oh, it might actually be But yes, Karen, Brady and I, I love that movie. Oh, I think it's a great <laughs> movie. I think Karen. So yeah, yeah, I think it's Kieran. So and, and Kieran, yeah. and especially because Kieran's in Succession. Succession. Oh, yeah. my God. He is so fucking funny in Succession. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah, he was okay. less less yeah. good. Succession, <laughs> but yeah, I do good. love I love that movie. Yeah, uh, I also love the movie. Right. But uh, yeah, who we love on the pod. I felt like all the Culkins though at that age were like you could have like swapped them out. Like, hey, find a Culkin well, like, at like yeah, age yeah. ten and they're good. Give me a Culkin, any Culkin. <laughs> well, Kieran, Kieran's in in uh, Home Alone. Remember, we he was uh, yeah. one of the cousins or brothers. He's Fuller. Sister. He's yeah. Fuller. He's gonna wet the yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy on the Pepsi Fuller. There you go. Oh, yeah, I think I think Kieran has as the top spot because he actually, as an adult, has has done well too, and just makes me laugh. So, well, I think Macaulay just retired at like yeah. fourteen. After twenty four hour party, people. <laughs> you guys ever see that? Dude, that was, I just watched that the other you? day. That was a that's a. Wicked I love movie. that movie too. I want to try to get these guys to watch, but I don't think they'll enjoy it. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a it's a music thing. It's about. Uh, it's like a uh, 90s like Joy club. Division. Yeah, it's and, like yeah, a club. Mad Manchester, Manchester yeah. music scene. Yeah. The factory. I'd watch it. Stuff. Yeah, it's real good. Um, um, all right, so we got the kids out of the way. Um, well, gonna, don't forget Abigail at Zombieland, too. She was oh, yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Zombieland's great. She's done, <laughs> she's should, done great. We might have to do Zombielands. <laughs> I didn't see the second one I haven't one seen one the yet. second one. Oh, yeah. God. First good. one's so good. The second one is actually good. It's not as good as the first, but it is good. I'm going to go deep pull before we dive into my girl Merritt Weaver. Yes, I know you. I know you like her too. And I saw. She's such a great actress. Yeah, uh, I thought it was. I was like, oh my gosh, totally, total throwaway character, entire, or you know, not much to do. But yeah, she she was there. And it's funny because uh, I just watched her. I, I'm. I told you guys I'm watching New Girl. She's in New Girl too. Like Is in she? one of those like uh, season two or three or something. Clearly, like that. I, yep. saw, I watched them all. But yeah. uh, you for, maybe you didn't know where she forgot, was at back forgot in the day. Plenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Mel, Meryl, Mel, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Oh, you want to go down? Lead, Mel, he's the lead actor. What? Graham? <laughs> Who? Minister Graham. Um, I thought we were going to do all the supporting cast first. Lead. All right, Veer. Like, I don't know how much you're veering, so like Cherry Jones. All right, that was a good talk. Uh, <laughs> Ocean's Twelve. I know she's been in twenty four. People have been in something. I don't know that. I mean, let's find. We'll devote some time. Go into Cherry. <laughs> no, I just I remember seeing her in this, and then I was realizing like she she was Matt Damon's mom in Ocean's Twelve. Uh, she was on Twenty Four for a couple seasons. Uh, I think she, I don't want to say she actually got up to the 
presidency, but she was pretty high up in the chain. But um, she was there, and then you have Joaquin. Well, okay, now we're talking. Well, I thought we were going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the kids, and then we work our Cherry way up. Jones is the um, she played cop. the the cop, right? Yeah, yeah. officer pass. Yeah, uh, I've well, seen her and stuff, but she's one of those that that guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, if, I don't Character honestly actor. think yeah. she's that, but she's she is in this movie. So, um, do we want to talk about Greg Wood, the TV anchor? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> like Joaquin people in the cast. Joaquin yeah. is. Uh, Crushed, yeah. yeah. In this, it, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, I, it's a juxtaposition from what you guys said about him and Gladiator, which he is the most spiteful, hateful character, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And in this movie, he is like beloved, right? I love him in this in this movie. He just he just pr- provides that perfect like counter, counterbalance, right, to Mel, right, in the sense of like he's just a little, you know. Even at one point, right, Morgan says to him, right, I wish you were my dad, and uh, you love his reaction to it, yeah. which yeah. is like, don't ever. Don't say you ever? Yeah, yep. Don't ever say that, you know. And it, it's just uh, it almost gives you goosebumps because he's just still sticking up for his brother, and we're like, you know. I think thing. that's uh, we've talked about this before. That's a great scene in terms of a perspective that we can have as dads, mm-hmm. um, especially knowing that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I haven't had any of that mo- those moments yet, but like, <laughs> there's probably going to be a moment like your kid's pissed off at you for being like mean or whatever, disciplining them. And yeah, that they would ever that that would come up. I'm sure it's come up in kids' minds over yeah. the years. But it's like an adult has the right perspective to be like, yeah, don't you ever right. like you are totally missing big right. picture stuff here. And right. I I think watching that as a a 23 year old in college, as opposed to watching that now <laughs> with like two kids, I guarantee you, I, you know, my perspective is different in that regard. For so sure. I mean, yeah. it's a great scene one way or the other. Yeah. But well, in the dinner scene too, where he says to him, you know, you know they're about to eat their, this huge feast, right? And nobody can eat. And he says, you know, eventually it breaks down. He says, you know, Morgan says to his dad, "I hate you," right? And he, and you know, as a dad, I'm sure hearing that um, it, would, it would be the worst thing in the world, right? To hear that from your son is to say, "I hate you," and you know, uh, you know, I basically blame you for for my, for my mom's death. Right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's as, as a dad, I don't think you could probably hear anything worse from your kid. And right. then two minutes later, he comes and hugs him he after he sees yeah, that he, he's hugs. starting to break down. So, um, it, there's a lot of goosebump moments in that, in that movie. You know, I agree. Just, there really is just, just watching it last night and I've seen it 20 times. Uh, even at the end, you're just, even though the ending, and we can get to that, but, uh, even at the ending, you're still just like a little goosebumps. Just like, there's just a lot of emotion back. written in. Well, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's yeah. done really well. When um, they're sitting on the, on the couch um and joaquin's asking him like to comfort him you know my, again it's like they're all expecting they all want this pastor or this minister father, right. minister, father, father whatever man like of faith. man of faith yep. to you know to be who he always was for them yep uh and and he's like just comfort me like do something for right. me and and you know his his story i think is is really good and, and it works for he's like do you feel comforted he's like yeah well then that's all that's all you need but but that's a really good scene too it's, and again it matters mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie it, it's it's one of my favorite scenes because it's you know it's this man of faith or a previous man of faith right who has lost it right he's i'm not you know i'm not wasting any more time on prayer right yeah. as he says that yeah. right when when morgan asks him to just say a prayer and he says i'm not i'm not wasting any more time on prayer i'm done with that but that scene is so uh huge in the movie i think because you know like you said joaquin's looking for uh merrill's looking for comfort and he gives it to him right and he says you know the two groups of people like who see signs right and you know think you know everything you know everything's gonna be fine or people are looking out for me and then there's the other group who's um you know we're all on our own right 
And he belonged to the ladder camp, right? Or he had joined the ladder camp after his wife died, right? And then he, you know, obviously by the end, he gets back into the first camp. But it was such an interesting scene in the sense that he gave Meryl that comfort. And then he almost snatched, well, he did. He snatched it right back from him, right? Because he said, there's no one coming for us, right? And he almost prepares them for this kind of invasion of their home. Uh, which did happen, right? But again, there was a sign, right? There was a sign from his wife and these other signs where it saved him, right? And so that's where you believe in those miracles. And I, obviously, I think that's what turned him to yep. come back. Turn, turn, back, to turn him back around. To, yeah, it's yeah. a great scene. I love. I, I really love it. Well, it scene. almost wasn't Joaquin. He replaced Mark Ruffalo. I could see that too. Who had apparently to pull out because he got a brain tumor. <laughs> that's an excuse. <laughs> But yeah, so that was, uh, I thought Joaquin, to your point, wasn't, I think we all, everyone who's seen Gladiator would say, like, that's full display of of, of ability there. Yep. That's a little bit, a lot more turned down. and But I still think he does, he does a good job in silence and just doesn't, I think he's just, I mean, there's really no, no denying at this point, maybe in 02, but like at this point, he's a phenomenal actor. I don't yeah, think absolutely. that's in question yeah, whatsoever. Absolutely. But he... Yeah, I, I just thought he was he was great. I mean, not definitely not to the level or at least to the display that he had to in Gladiator, but I in in, in in other movies that he's done, but I just thought he's it's a great number two. And I actually thought a good brother, like not that they look like each other, but they look <laughs> like there's enough. There's enough there that it's not a stretch to be like, Oh yeah, no, I get it. They're, yeah. they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it was also he's a good, you know compliment like you said to mel gibson's character um and you know having like mel gibson not swearing not wanting to like take any big risks or you know when they're chasing the the monster around the house yeah. and he's like oh i heard you swear <laughs> he's like he's proud of him he's yeah like, he was like all excited and like ready to go but um yeah i thought i thought in the beginning mel was kind of odd and because i hadn't seen it in a while but then as you see his character like just develop you're like okay this is obviously a guy who's shook to his core right and he's like cautious about everything and you know can't really process what's going on so he's just kind of figuring out how he can move through life right yep. how he can handle this situation like all right i'm gonna go do this and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna do something else and you know always be moving forward because otherwise he'll just freeze <laughs> and he right. didn't want to do that for his kids and he didn't want to do that for his brother um but then you can see like like you said at the dinner scene uh, where he just cracks yep. and everything just falls apart for him. And then he finally realizes, okay, now we got to go forward. We got to yep. figure out how to pull everything back together. So I thought, I thought that was really well done. Yep. That dinner seems great. <clears throat> honestly, like I know mm-hmm. t- you mentioned it. It's, it just, it's a perfect kind of culmination right before it, it's about to go down. Yep. And uh, I, yeah, I just thought it was really well yeah, done. You definitely are like, stop you know like you just want him to like stop, stop being mean yeah. to everybody and right. they're just like oh my god like you're doing the wrong thing but then when they all come and hug him you're just like yeah. okay yeah you he's know they, they know that yeah it's just he just can't help well it. and throughout the movie he's he, he always shows affection right for his yeah. kids and he's always seems like a good dad right it's it's just well, kind of the awkwardness the of trying to get scene. over this tra- tragedy right exactly yeah he's yeah. just trying to get over this tragedy and but you could always see from you know from you know uh, you know, when he, when Morgan has to kill the dog, right. When, you know, he's, you know, he puts his hand on his yeah. shoulder and says, I'm sorry about your dog. And, you know, Morgan flips his hand off. Like you could tell 
there was some animosity there. He's still blaming him for, you know, for his mom's death. But, uh, you know, throughout, you know, he try, he's trying his best, right? I think in really trying times. And he never loses sight of that. And I think the dinner scene is the only time where you see him like, oh, geez, he's, he's snapping. Like, he's cracking. He doesn't, he doesn't look like that good of a dad right now. But, um, you know, I think they comfort him and kind of bring him back, you know? And what would you guys make of, like, I, I, the thing I do remember about this movie is not – really getting a sight of the alien, you know, mm-hmm. very good. And even, <clears throat> even, even at the end, when you do finally see him, like it's, it's through the television screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, but I remember too. that scene. That's yeah. if, if I remember one thing from the movie, it's like, <laughs> it's that I actually had forgotten the first sighting, the leg, the leg. Yeah. I forgot in the, about in the, the field. I, I thought that it was happened. just that, that t- the news program that they were watching. I remember him walking by the party and I remember yeah, the Mexico, yeah, and the, the party in Mexico yes. city. I remember yeah, that yeah. part. Exactly. But yeah. the leg I had forgotten about. So that was just a suspenseful so good. and so well done. It's just so a well little, yep. a little toe a little in toe the water yep. and, uh, or leg in the field, whatever. Yeah. It's uh... <laughs> well, they but, did have a scene right where he's comforting his daughter, right, and he sees him up on the roof, right. He sees he sees one up yeah. on the roof, and he, I had sees to pause the, it. he just yeah, he sees this. So I've done that too. I, oh wait, I paused it. Yeah. You can see it. You can yeah. see a shadowy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's the thing. Oh, I yeah. missed it. It's a little black outline, but yeah, if you, you if can. you don't pause it, yeah, you'll miss it. Oh um, wow! But I, yeah. I think the first time I watched it was in the theater or whatever. And yeah. I just didn't get a chance. Oh, to. I did. Yeah, I didn't catch it. It was just very quick. And they're stricken too. Like the next day, obviously, the sheriff's asking, you know, what can you describe him or her mm. and they're like uh maybe tall maybe <laughs> short i don't i don't i, I don't know it was very dark that line was just i mean i was just that i thought that line was it's so yeah, kind of so out of great. nowhere really for like you gotta have a little bit of comedy and it just <laughs> has just for sure. a touch that's a little bit yeah <laughs> the uh so when i originally saw it the first time the the scene at the birthday party was yeah. the big shocker sure. for everybody mm-hmm. finally but yeah. This time when I was watching it, it's when they come out of the basement mm-hmm. and Meryl goes up the stairs and then he turns around the corner and then he just, you don't see, see anything him. or hear anything for, you know, a good 10, 15 seconds. And you're just like, what happened to him? Like, is he, <laughs> is he all right? Like that, that gave me that pause. And oh, that well, you skipped one in the basement. The basement. That was the big yeah. one. And that's the, that's the one I, that I might question because when the when the flashlight falls and you just see the flashlight on the ground i'm like all right i get what he was going for right. like you know having the sounds just be scary but that might have been a little too much not oh. showing what's going on but you're talking about the one where you were talking hand. about yeah, yeah. Right. it was right after the the it's like dude the what are you shoot? doing what are you doing tucking into the corner yeah, <laughs> yeah. why are you standing against the cold shoot i don't know yeah what yeah um, I mean, but it was a great scene. It still kind of freaked out. you out. Yeah, it just <laughs> very good. Out, really. I'm like, we have to watch after this because like, you guys got to see this. what. It's like, oh man, it is. That's that's a good one. That's a jump. Like, yeah. froze. Mary said it wasn't scary. That's a bit of a scary moment for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I had a little bit of a, like the lack of them having like weapons on them at all time. Was, we just uh, talked about the exact same thing last night. <laughs> I always like, have a okay, weapon. They're, 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 they so both have their, they, him and Meryl both had their hands on the kids' shoulders as they're getting invaded. And it's like you guys don't have any knives or anything like yeah. in their hands. A piece or of metal down the like, basement, yeah, like a pipe or something. Come on, or a like, baseball you, bat. Baseball since you're bat. a baseball player, <laughs> yeah, right? right. Yeah, totally. You should never walk, not walk around the house with a baseball bat. <laughs> I know it's on the wall, but like, let's take it down and call it. I was just like, anyone ready for anything here? Like, you're just this feels a little bit like Seems you're a little just, code red right now. Let's, so, let's let's gear up. Succumbing to whatever's about to happen, but uh, yeah, you talked about the comedy relief. The uh, you know them. Wearing the hats 
and yeah. then and then Meryl right. wearing it too. Yeah, like right, that right, was right, obviously yeah. a little stuff. Foil hats. We don't want yeah. them. Yeah, or, or Jock. Went, I loved it when Jock went, or Meryl, I should say, was in the car, and you know, he's he's trying to put the kids at ease, and he's talking about, you know, he's he's blaming the crop circles on the nerds, right? And yeah, he's yeah. talking about the nerds, <laughs> and again, it's all comic relief. Yeah. He's just kind of this big Jock who is just helping out his brother and and the kids and his, his nephew and niece, and it's just so funny. He's just he is the perfect. Uh, he's just. I thought he was the perfect choice for the for yeah. that role. I thought it was just it's just perfect. Yeah, written well yeah. and acted very well. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. So I do have a trivia question for you guys. Which, right. which what uh, what movie did he appear in as a kid? Late eighties, early nineties. Joaquin? Joaquin. Yeah. Ruskies. Mm. <laughs> it's with Steve Martin. Oh, is it Parenthood? It is. It's Gary. He's the guy who's who's, oh, who's got the porn got collection. the porn bag. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember Parenthood. Oh, I oh, I love Parenthood. Parenthood with uh, Keanu. Keanu. And Keanu. Too, His yeah. son is named Martha, Martha cool. Limpton from Chicago. You got. Yeah. I mean, it's a great. It's a great huh. cast. Yeah. That's why I knew he yep. was in that. We. Yep. I mean, we probably have to do Parenthood at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> we did. It might fit. We did. Was what was Gary. it? Fatherhood. <laughs> was yeah. That the movie we did? With Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Was it called Fatherhood? Yeah, it sounds wrong. Was it? That does it was. sound wrong. <laughs> no, nope, it was. It's called fatherhood. <laughs> oh. um, was it good? It was. It was, it was there okay. was some heart. It was <laughs> not just Kevin. Heart and heart. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, this one. Uh, it was I, a good rewatch. I, I put. A, I love the use of the reflection in the TV there at the end. Yeah. Yep. But mm-hmm. that's kind of his staple. Was that? I was reading. I mean, does he use that? Does he use oh, reflection in Sixth Sense too? I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I just, I just thought it was more like him again trying to. I thought it was a great obfuscate it, like just not right. dead on. And like, I yeah. thought that was a great use. And then when I, I was, I kind of was just reading different stuff, and people were like, "Yeah, he went back to the reflection in the TV." I was uh, like, "Oh I shoot!" I was like, "I don't." Is that a thing? I was like, "Well, good job. I think it's cool." With ghosts cool. instead of aliens. I think it is cool. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it worked. It worked in this because again, every everything about it, like he even even the way he like had. If you looked at some of the scenes, he'd have somebody in the foreground, and you see people in the background. Like it was it, yeah. again a very like Hitchcock way to like right. set up a scene, like to to do that kind of like deep focus thing. And you might not like it, but very Citizen Kane too, or like where you have something in the back, something in the in in the foreground. Snow, but- <laughs> <laughs> and it's like again, it just you know he's he he structured it that way and for reasons. So like again, you're seeing. Something in the in the background of the TV. I don't know. It's just the way. No, that, I think I, I think directors and writers. It. I think they yep. focus on. They know. You know. I think people's imaginations are way worse than anything they yeah. can come up with. Right. They know that we can come <laughs> up with way worse shit than they that's can a, ever. That's that's actually a great point. And it just keeps stuff. you on it as you're seeing. You're like looking. Like, is it? Do I see the image of him? Is that what? He, what is he doing in the screen there? Like, what right. is? It, what's going on? Yeah. I, I, and just and I'm not. Uh, this is a shameless plug, but I have to say, in, in in my book, I do the same thing where I don't want to show these guys too much. I don't want to show the extraterrestrials. I'd rather have you guys think about it. I give a little description here and there, but I'd rather have you guys think about it and imagine formulate how that idea. Yeah, how terrifying they might be. You know what I mean? So that, but I don't. I don't want to do it where it's like describe it all. Right? They they, they always say just show, don't tell. Right? So it's a little bit harder in books, but sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. It's great film. Well, can we talk about the ending a little bit? You, we mentioned, <laughs> Let's talk about the ending. Times. Swing away. <laughs> so I, I have to say, they, they they did make two good points, right? They about this movie criticisms, I should say. Uh, one is um, the aliens can't open a door; they can't open a doorknob. Apparently, and two, uh, why would you invade a planet that's eighty percent water? Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does seem to be a, a little point. bit maybe uh, they didn't counterintuitive. Know? Yeah, <laughs> maybe they didn't What's know that blue pieces? stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's harm us? That's or? the same thing that well, happens there's no water in, anywhere in else. War of the world, in War of the World, which they mentioned in this movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just disease, though, right? Like viruses. Yeah, it's just, the it's just whatever is in the water. We've adapted to it, and okay. we can, you know, deal with it. And yeah. They can't. Yeah, yeah. 
But when in this one, like the water actually like disintegrates them, right? Burns them. Burns them. Yeah, it's like a burn. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You mentioned the war. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, kind of like, yeah. And you almost think it's like at the end, you're kind of like, is this like a cop out? Like it almost ended so abruptly where you're like, oh, we're just, we've just evolved faster than, or we've evolved to this environment, yeah. right? And these guys haven't. So in War of the Worlds, it felt a little bit anticlimactic. I yeah. don't think it didn't in this as much because, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe well, M. I M. Think M. the M. first M. time watching it. it, what that he M Night said he was going to his cabin by the water because it's like. Because oh right, because yeah, there's yeah, the lady yeah, in the yeah, lake. Yeah. I don't he, think they like water. You yeah. <laughs> mentioned it somehow. I don't think they like water. <laughs> you don't say. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that the, the, from the from the first. Can you time spoil your it. own movie in your own movie? Is that a thing? And you're Did the one that happen? delivers the line. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh. their sign. There's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin but, my own movie. But do people think like did, I think people thought it was a little cheesy just to swing away? Yeah, line. I did. Is that you, yeah. you did? Okay. Yeah. And I, I think I remember that the first time too. But this time I was just so anxious to get there again to get my kids to not be freaked out for the night that I'm like, don't, no, wait, watch, it's all gonna yeah, tie together here, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more in, in that sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought it was I, for sure the first time. I'm like, oh, so cheesy. And then after, upon watching, you're kind of like. It's kind of just, yeah, you got to deal with the cheese, but it's like to get this guy back to the faith or at least to believe again, right? And yeah. instead of this kind of this, what, like he was describing with that scene with, with uh, Merrill, where he's describing, I'm in the second camp, basically, we're, we're all alone. Yeah. We have no, you know, we have no hope, you know, we're, it's all, we're all on us, right? Yeah. And then he kind of said, okay, well, maybe we don't anymore. Yeah, he said that. there's, there's no coincidences, right? Like, right. Um, the daughter left the water. She, right. you know, water around right. for a reason. Meryl had to swing away for a reason. Right. Wife had to die for a reason. Right. Kid had exactly. asthma. Closed off his yep. lungs for like well, that's everybody. Yep. You know. Yeah. It was, it was just supposed to be. You know. All, that's what they kept saying be. is it's supposed to be right. It's supposed so. to be that one family who would be exposed <laughs> to her. It came down to happened to be perfectly set up for it all. Uh, we have to save Rory Culkin for something. That's what the, the sequel to this should be like. He becomes president and he needed to be here. <laughs> it, was just, it just had to happen. It was just yeah. fate. Yeah. Ultimately, though, as we said, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great rewatch. Very, uh, definitely held up in the course of uh, whatever, 20, 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years coming up, I guess. Yeah. Right? So. Did your kids sleep after? They did. Yeah. Did I, okay. The next the next morning, um, I asked. I asked Breck. I was more worried about Brecklin than Colin, uh, my daughter, <laughs> instead of my uh, not my son. And uh, and she's like, no, nope, I was fine. Really? So yeah, I think okay. it it helped that that it had a very happy ending. Yeah, not yeah. finishing it. Yeah. And we talked about it afterwards too. Like I, I explained to her like what uh, again how it all tied together, and I made all those connections for her. She was getting it on her own. Yeah. But, but still, just made it explicit. So I'm like, it's really about him having faith and yeah. believing there's no coincidences. And I asked him, like, well, what do you believe? Do you think it's coincidence <laughs> or do you think, you know, and we just had a conversation about it. So it was cool. We're just getting into, like, Roman was saying something the other day about, like, I think he saw a picture. It was, like, a monster type thing. And and then it was like, yeah, but, like, that's just, in a movie, like, it's just, you know, it's kind of make-believe. It's, like, just for, you know, it's part of the thing. So we're early stages. I mean, he's... Like I said, kids watch Jurassic Park all day, every day. But I mean, yeah. so it's like <laughs> he's not afraid of what's necessarily on TV. But uh, I don't know how where that line is yet. Uh, about they have to know what's real and what's <laughs> right. Yeah, so like, what's possible and what's not. Right. 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 So. Well, and it wasn't really a science I wouldn't consider. I probably wouldn't put in the horror bucket. It's yeah. probably more of the yeah, it's thriller. thriller science yeah. fiction yeah. bucket. I think and definitely I, thrill, thriller. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because I I usually tell my kids I'm like when it's. 
when it's completely, you know, ghosts or something mm-hmm. like that, I'm like, it's not, or dinosaurs. I'm like, that's not real, right? Like, they're, <laughs> they're not around right now. But I'm like, this, I'm like, I don't know, aliens, <laughs> I, believe, I believe there's some out there. Crap circles, this could happen. So I'm like, I'm, I'm very careful not to be like, aliens don't exist, because I could be proved wrong at any yeah, moment. Yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to <laughs> Or do they? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I, I went down rabbit holes. I, I, I read a lot of alien stuff. Uh, you know, when I was like in middle school, junior high, so I don't, you know. Oh, let, let me be clear. I don't believe we've been visited yet. <laughs> no, no. Oh wow! But, I feel like we this could be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Are you saying that you think we have? Say, this is probably a whole different. Podcast. No, look, another, maybe another time. Okay, all right, all right. I like <laughs> a whole that. different podcast. Yeah, sounds good. Um, if the truth is out there, <laughs> it is. It's always out there. Yeah. <laughs> As is tradition here on at our film fathers. A guest dad gets to choose a movie you can't wait to show your kids. Something we've loved as kids, and we want to make sure our kids are at the right age to see it. So, Colin, what movie do you have for us today? I have John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This one? Not getting seen by my kids. <laughs> Maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad you met, you mentioned that your daughter has your love of horror because I totally remember when we were up at your cabin one time and she was just wa- she was probably like five, maybe maybe even younger, and like watching. I believe it was Thriller by Michael Jackson, and I think we watched the thing that night, and maybe she watched a little bit of it with us. I'm not. I'm not. Then we not shuffled sure. her out. I'm yeah. Hazy, yeah, I'm hazy on that part, but I know she was definitely into Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is a freaky oh yeah it video. is you it know is. like it's that's like yeah. legit yeah. she was like loved it and yeah. she like watched it a, yep. a ton and the long-term version she yeah. did like the 16 minute version and she just loved it <laughs> just over and over again so I, sure. I knew you were the right guy to, to bring <laughs> the horror movies for our for our let kids let me tell you uh when you're talking about a movie that we've seen we loved as kids one i just saw this for the first time <laughs> yesterday <laughs> that's because it's 1982 it is so. 82 yeah. i'm 41 years young <laughs> um and I don't want my kids to see this, as Jelani said, or at least I'm in no rush to have them see no. it. Um, <laughs> I had to watch Ted Lasso just to calm me down and cleanse the palate so after. Do you think it was really like really that scary or just like the gore factor that, that got you? I think it was, for me, it was more the gore factor. But, I mean, I have to give them credit because that monster in, in was... In 82? Why? 82. Right? Yeah. So I mean, it's really, it's the special effects for the time is amazing. I mean, you're t- you're talking, you're talking, what, uh, for almost 40 years ago right now. Yeah. 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 Almost as old as me. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, it, it is. 39 years ago. Yep. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I was, you know, at first I was all confused because I had never seen it either. So I was watching and I'm like, why is this guy hunting this dog? Yeah, running through the art. I'm like, what is going on here? No, definitely, <laughs> right out of the gate, you're like, what is he doing? Shooting this dog. It didn't. It didn't take me long to put that together. That because and literally, it was just like the description in like uh, of what I'd seen. It was like a shape shifting, whatever. And I yeah. was like, so like as soon as the dog was wandering around, they kept showing it. I was like, well, I'm just gonna assume that that's tied to this whole uh, the whole plot <laughs> device here. But yeah. But well, to your point, yeah. the. Uh, we'll call it monster itself like that they show like is especially for 82 phenomenal yeah Mm -hmm. you really appreciate the non-cg element right it's just like real animatronic whatever real real fake blood yeah you know all that stuff and this was like probably 
I think the reason you picked it and the reason it's one of your, I'm not going to speak for you, but is it one of your favorites? <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Is it all time favorite or do you, uh, can you no, do that? I can't, I can't say yeah. that, but I, I love John. Top but, five. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you too. I, it's hard. It's hard to, choose it's hard to, yeah, it's yeah. always hard to put, put the favorite. I mean, I, I will say that, you know, the, the special effects and the, and you know, the kennel scene with all the dogs, uh, you know, when they come to roast them, you know, right. child's comes and roasts them. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. You're just like, how did they do this? This is like they don't have any kind of computer effects or anything like that, and they did it so well. Yeah. Uh, but you know, another thing, and this is obviously a huge thing with horror movies, is uh, you know, John Carpenter is obviously the master with this. Is the music, right? It's yeah. the music that gets yeah. you, yeah. that gets you going. And I, I mentioned you guys before. I was, I was a film and media studies major, so one of my big projects in my senior year of uh, college was to do a film, a short film, very short film. So of course, you know, you know, being you know being the small guy, I I, I tackled the biggest issue there was and i said okay i'm gonna make a little film about the end of the world and so um i used of course the thing score in my movie and it was supposed to be you know the end of the world and i won't go into the into the in the details it was a quick short movie but uh the score is really kind of it's so unsettling from the beginning just that deep bass line you know just getting you kind of yeah and it's so simple and it's and i think he said and i think i read an interview with him before and i think it's him and his son and i probably not at this time that his son was doing it but he really was kind of the director of all of his music like he really kind of or i should say he was the director of the kind of the soundtrack to his to his movies well he's the composer of, yeah like, he wrote the halloween right theme. halloween and an assault on Pre- precinct uh, 13 he knows the, the music and... he wants or the exactly. score he wants yeah, going yeah. With but it. i thought this one was done by ennio marconi, marconi? yeah uh, that might I saw be it right pop up. up i saw his name pop yeah that, that up. i don't know be. if he just like did some other things yeah. and, the, and the main yeah sound is because it's very car- it, it sounds is. like carpenter what it else? is right and it's so minimalist that you're like ennio marconi yeah what else is the good the bad and the ugly that's it yes it's 100 percent him because i like the westerns and stuff like that which is you know he's he's a legend at at those spaghetti spaghetti westerns yeah um but but yeah i mean i agree like the score like you almost want it to have more to it but then it never does, and that just is so foreboding. And <laughs> it is, um, yeah. And it's I, so I ominous. Agree. You're just like, oh, this is, yeah, this is not going to get better. When when Kurt Russell came on the screen, I was like, okay, what what is he doing? Like, well, apparently he was in makeup. I don't get it. Oh gosh, the one scene, the very first one of the first scenes you see him, it's like. It's like the whole thing of makeup got dumped on his face. It's 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 in my opinion, it's like alarming how how much makeup he like, like you bright can, lips and rouge or what? We'll go with Blush. foundation. Oh foundation. Okay. <laughs> I can't I don't have I mean, much can't go too deep it's in the funny. there, but and I know you guys are gonna make fun of me again, but I, I did I did read the book that this was, was based on. Yeah. Just recently. Because it's a short it's a short story, yep. it's a novella or whatever they call it. But they mentioned how he's like this bronze, like he's made of bronze, and like the other guy's <laughs> made of steel. But the, but McCready is all bronze, so it's so funny that maybe they were like taking it literally. They read this book and they're like, "We got to make, we got to put some bronze around this guy." Uh, I don't know if it was bronzer, he, but uh, I'm telling the you, foundation, like, whatever, make him that tan. one. That one shot, I was like, "Good lord, man!" They, there's no hiding that. I mean, he is a pretty man. <laughs> him in his uh, prospector hat. Yeah, 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 the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, cowboy hat's a, a tough sell. Is it too for much? Me. I, yeah, I, I felt like he was going to be panning for gold or something. It's like, like <laughs> it's like an elaborate version of a prospector's hat. It was huge. It was. It was like a prospecting hat married with a sombrero. Married with a, it's, 
yeah he was ready to go yeah and then he's walking around with just like a sweatshirt hoodie on and everybody else is like bundled up like it's 40 below outside because they're in antarctica and i was like (laughs) what are we doing well he's been drinking j and b up in the (laughs) he's toasty and warm up in the penthouse so uh wilford brimley without a mustache i was like well you could just say a young a younger wilford brimley it might be the first time i've seen him not old and i looked it up he he was uh credited as a wilford brimley Brimley, this was really one of his like first is there another one (laughs) i I know he's just a wilford (laughs) no no like a period got it (laughs) all right you got it i don't have to explain (laughs) martin stepping all all over the joke it's a good joke <laughs> but I would need you to stop anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he dropped the A apparently <laughs> at some point. But yes, he was he was younger without the without the beard. Uh, so he just goes by Wilford. Yeah, well, it's his middle name apparently. Yeah, I, I get it. I get the joke. I'm sorry. I get jokes. <laughs> it was uh, it was eye opening. Like it was again, like you said, the the special effects were were good. Couple of Tate technicalities. Why did they stop burning the thing? Just let it burn. They you they mean were like with the fire extinguisher. Yeah, they, they want to burn the building down. I think. Yeah. Nah, they were outside, weren't they? Uh, well, in the kennel, in the they kennel, were, yeah. they were in. They let it like they burned it for like three seconds. They're like, oh, get the fire extinguisher. Yeah, but I'm they like, brought them outside, and then they let them burn. Right? Isn't that the thing? They were like quick. The no, they were quick to put everything they out. Yeah, yeah they, they were. The, the fire extinguishers out. came in quick. Yeah. Side note. Okay, I have a tech. Go, I'm gonna let you finish your technicalities. No, before. that's that's got, one of them. But I know you got more because I got one. I got one glaring one. I. How how many flares did they have? They were oh. just going through flares like there was would, nobody's business. They're just like, oh, get a flare, get pop a flare. Pop another flare, pop another flare. <laughs> well, they gotta, those places are stacked for uh, like you yeah, know, six for, months forever. or whatever at a time. <laughs> All right. They, in the very beginning, or pretty soon in the beginning, the casual uh, explosion of a helicopter... Apparently those things are slippery <laughs> with, the, with the grenades. Uh, I was yeah. like, "What's happening? This guy just—we just saw a guy kill himself and the hell um, So a helicopter exploded, and there were still full tanks of kerosene inside. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I remember they said, "Like, wow, they're yeah, loaded up with loaded kerosene. Up kerosene." Yeah, that should have all blown up. <laughs> I think that's flammable, even the Norwegian stuff. Uh, the, I think you guys are nitpicking. The Swedish. That's why we call them uh, Tate Technicalities. His last name is Tate. Technicality. Yeah, yeah. Tate Technicalities. The, uh, the that base, was my one. The basement on the glacier. Yeah, so we're just going to build a basement in this ice station and go down there where they had the generator and all that stuff. Like, who, dig, who oh, digs yeah, all yeah, that out when they're out. building the base? Yeah, it did It did look a little a little strange. It, it was, was all covered out in when ice. it wasn't frozen. It's Antarctica. When is it's it? It's always frozen. <laughs> hundred thousand years ago. Martin says he gets chokes. <laughs> the the kerosene was my only major one. Look, it's a nineteen eighty two movie. It's full of holes, but it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was somewhat impressed with uh, the cast in terms of kind of the randomness of it. Mm-hmm. Did you? So the Peter Maloney, who was the guy that got shot. Right, right in the beginning, yeah, in the leg, yeah. Did you guys do you know? Did you recognize he, him or know? Yeah, him? I've seen him and stuff, and I looked him up, but I can't. I looked him up to see what I thought. I in my head, I had a picture of him, and I was trying to figure out what it was. So he is in my for me, he is uh, the doctor in Boiler Room, who like he gets sold on uh, a bunch yeah, of uh, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. of the shares from Rabisi. Yeah, yeah. 
And then he buys more. He likes like, yeah, you know what? I'll buy more. Like he's like the sucker. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I, I was in my head, I'm like, where do I know this guy? I'm like scrolling. Well, that led me down a path of the rest of him. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Moffat was captain, yeah. aka mm-hmm. who did the shooting in the beginning. The sheriff. What do you know him from? Or do you know him from something? Clear and present danger for one. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's what I'm thinking. We're like, he's president. I'm the president. Of yeah, How dare you, sir? I've seen him in a ton of things. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the one all these guys have been in a bunch of stuff for, for sure. sure. I just, if there was one. That's the one for me, too. Clear and present yeah, there's danger. another one. CJ Craig's dad in West Wing. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's, who has like amnesia or he's like losing it. And he's like, yeah. I, I've also just watched West Wing again. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it numerous times, but like, yeah. I had just watched that not long ago. So it's, yeah. A little more fresh than Clear Present Danger, but uh, um, and then TK Carter on yeah. the roller skates. Yeah. Yeah. Roller skates. Yeah. That's ski uh, patrol. Ooh, oh, ski oh, patrol. I don't <laughs> think I was pulling or ski, ski school. Maybe maybe one of one so of those ski movies. I didn't that we know talked him, about. but I thought he looked familiar, and I decided that he's a lookalike of D'Angelo Barksdale in the in the Wire. I get. I get. They're see not that. at all yeah. like. The, the time frames don't match up, but I was like, "This is—he's got a little bit of a I know uh, Lawrence about, yeah. Gilliard Jr." But yes. I don't know if that name was going to resonate with you guys. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> D'Angelo Barksdale. So anyway, that's what I got. No, no recollection of Keith David. Yeah. Well, I love, okay, I so love Childs. He's, he's, I he's, my, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, hands down. Yeah. Yes. I didn't do Kurt Russell either because they all, we, know, we know who he we're gonna, is. We're going to talk about the biggies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Keith, Keith David. I just I love, love him in everything. And yeah, just the whole the concept of like you don't know much about him, but when they're all like, no, no, no. How about somebody a little bit more? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, even tempered. Even tempered. Childs, yeah. Like you just yeah. you just yeah. gotta yeah. love that. And and yeah, again, the something fi- about Mary. He was something. He was the dad in something about Mary. I get the beans about the friend. Wookie, want to do this? Uh, I'm just fucking with you. He's got, he's got one of the all-time like just best voices. Oh, yeah, just good deep baritone. Yeah, good yeah. deep baritone. He was great. He was great in platoon. He, he does. Uh, he does voice work for. Uh, he's the president in Rick and Morty. Yeah, so he's done great. a lot of. Voice oh work. boy, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> you guys love when I bring up. Down the always, always got to bring it up. <laughs> We're not watching it. <laughs> Never gonna watch it. So the doctor too was very, and I he was pretty prolific. I don't. I can't think of his name though. Dr. Oh, Copper. Copper. Richard, Copper, yeah, yeah. Richard Dysart. Yeah. I don't Richard know. Dysart, yeah. Like. I remember him in LA Law. I'm looking the, him up. I didn't recognize him. The thing is, number one for him, Back to the Future Part 3 is the second he was, one. Of yeah, the and he was, yeah, I remember him. Wall Street yep. and Pale Rider hmm. are the top four for him. LA Law, the movie. <laughs> There's a movie? <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, well, I remember probably because he was in LA Law. He got, he got to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't recognize him, but uh, I thought he was. It was just good. I thought it was really a solid, uh, you know, B level cast. But to go along with some bigger, bigger guns, and I, so I didn't. I thought. I think I've always thought that this was like a really scary movie. That probably why I stayed away all these years. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that it's a scary movie. Um, I do think it fits the sci fi, obviously aspect and i think it, it is it, that's why actually now that we've watched them both it does fit in well with science in the regard that it has a sci-fi thriller element a lot more in suspense than it does a horror movie so yeah. i just think i was just my perception was just completely wrong um about the movie but i always thought the thing was like this scary movie i don't know why but yeah, yeah. i mean I, I think it's 
pretty you know pretty pretty scary yeah to, to I, there, I think it'd be I, scary I, for I, I a kid you. but i mean i would never have a kid watch this <laughs> <laughs> well let's go let's get back to that my, what, i'm gonna make my daughter watch what, it at what sure. age do you think do you think i'll be ready it's 20? Uh, and when did you watch it <laughs> oh that's time. a great question i think i probably watched it when i was probably 14 or 15 yeah i, I think say. i was probably about the same teenager yeah. makes more sense yeah but I, you know, my daughter obviously, she, you know, all these kids are light years ahead of us, so I'm yeah. sure she'll be watching it, you know, next week or whatever. But <laughs> just how it goes. Um, I, I would, I would probably push this a little bit more in the yeah. in the horror bucket, only because of the gore factor. The gore, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and the you bl- mean when the head turns into a giant, a giant spider, spider and walks away <laughs> right. with the with the eight legs sprouting out of it? See, I so think great. in my head that's more like that. Doesn't I guess it's more a perception of horror. So like that isn't. It's almost comical to me. More than it is horror. I get it. I totally get the argument, but like that isn't scary. I guess to me, like a head, it's random as all hell. But it, to me, it's not. I find that more like laughable than I do. Like, I, oh my god, I'm scared. I think an 82 crowd would probably be like scared out of their Fair. pants, yeah. right? As compared to obviously today. But I think yeah, it's a great point. That's though, what but. we like about Carpenter, right? Like, I mean, he he has one of the all time best scary horror movies right. at Halloween, right? Which is, you know, probably what you typically call, yeah, t- typically call scary. Like no one's gonna say that's not scary. Right. This one's more gory, scary. Yep. Then you got Big Trouble in Little China, which is more comedy, <laughs> yeah. scary. Maybe not action. scary at all, action but just and, action, yeah, comedy, yeah. martial arts. Yep. Um, and he just he just kind of crosses over everything, but everything he does does really really well. Yeah. Um, and 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 yeah, this is just a, a good entrance. So a great reference is in Halloween. They do have a scene. I don't know if you guys remember it, but. Uh, Little Lindsay Wallace, I don't remember the the kid that she, that Lori's babysitting. Yeah, she's watching a horror movie. Do you know what horror movie that is? This is she the thing from another world? Oh, the thing. Oh, the oh. old one, like the, the 19, old one, nineteen fifty one. Yeah, so that's what this that this thing, Carpenter's thing, was yes. based off of. Yeah. Was the well, same and thing? Based, but, yeah, based on the book. And I'm unfamiliar with it, but I did read that that it was based. Was on. it? Yeah. Wasn't this uh, an illusion in the mist? Wasn't that one of the things he was painting? Thomas Jane was painting one of the posters. Yeah, and he was painting it, the yeah, thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's more. Is it like the cover art or? No? Yeah. Yeah, like it's like the, the shadow. Yeah. 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 With hmm. like the hand reaching out or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's that. basically the book is called "Who Goes There," um, and it's like again, like a short story. But that—that's what the thing from another world. It's like is a novella, I think. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's what uh that's what the it's, yeah it's been remade a few times have you seen the the remake the, re- the thing the second one I, I actually i loved it i thought it was I great it was, it, was, it was a prequel i mean it was yeah. basically it's the norwegians right yeah. and it's about you oh know, they made yeah prequel to this yeah, yeah. it's 2011 11, uh, right. yeah, yeah. mary yeah. elizabeth winstead and joel edgerton yeah. yeah and it's a great i thought the tension in it and the just hmm. the build-up and actually you you never you never really kind of see where it's going. Obviously, you know where it's going to end because right. obviously you know ends, exactly where it ends. You know it's it where, it's where this end. one begins, it, right? And it is shooting at a dog. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Legit. It is. It's it's really cool how they it is how they because um, they go to the Norwegian site, right? That's right. a great idea, actually. It really is because it like answers a lot of the questions, kind of like um, Prometheus and yep. um, yeah. Alien yep. Alien Covenant does yep. with for Alien. Alien, like how they have to like. Backtrack into I almost what now they am discover. Interested in watching? I, it's worth watching just because it's very Elizabeth sure. Winstead too, which is and she, yeah. it's not gonna. And she's great in it. it, and yeah, like you said, Egerton is great in it. That's just I just think I like the idea that someone because wait is that then part of the the original story that, that they, didn't get taken or did they a little like, bit? Did yeah. they just take the liberty to be like I'm going to tell the story of like what happened before that? 
Because I like that. That's idea. what they did for 2011. Because okay. in the the thing from another world and the uh, Carpenter's thing, I haven't thing, seen that old one. Yeah, well, I didn't see the old. I saw clips of it, but the thing from another world and then the original thing were just like, okay, they just found this thing in the ice. Mm-hmm. Now the 2011 version is explained kind of a little bit. Okay, here's how the Norwegians cracked this, and here's what's going on. But it's the same kind of theme goes throughout as like this paranoia and this distrust, yeah. right? And it's really kind yeah. of like it just ramps up the tension. So I much like the. Just I, like, I just Ooh. like the. I did really. I just kind of like enamored with the fact that someone took that and ran with it and like yeah there's yeah. a whole story to be told yeah. here yeah. which there is oh, for they sure. like explain how the guy had two faces yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is cool yeah, it is cool. i thought that was actually just out of this world phenomenal like that yeah. was really that's that's well done in right now yeah. and mm-hmm. to have that in 1982 is just yeah. crazy yeah well in the I, I one of my favorite scenes of the carpenter's thing is the is the blood test scene i i, I love that just because <laughs> you're just yes. you're just so Who's who's got it? Who who's who's the thing? You know, and then I never thought it. And can I do spoilers on her? Is that okay? Yeah, okay. From nineteen eighty two movies. Yeah, I figured. I, I figured. I didn't. Know, I don't. Sorry, wanna, I don't want to do it. But we have a forty year. Um, I was listening to that. I mean, Palmer, it. the stoner, right? He's the thing. And you know, when that happens, that is such a shock to the system. And you know, he goes up on the ceiling, and then <laughs> and they're you all know, like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" Yeah, and he up sucks up windows. Him. Windows get sucked up, and he and he and he, you know, he throws him in the corner. I mean, it was just so. Gory, and then they continue the blood test afterwards. Yeah. Right? I mean, they still keep doing it. They're like, we still got to figure out who's who else has it. Well, so. and oh, I mean, I think I probably rightfully. I mean, I think it was like, well, we got to check everybody, yeah. type of thing. Sure, um, be thorough. I, and I actually liked in the beginning when the dog, you know, it got to a room and all you saw was like a, a shadow. Yep. And you didn't. You don't know which you didn't guy. know who it was. And I saw like Carpenter. He he wanted it to be so random. It's actually no one shadow from the movie. It was a complete. It was a stand-in person. So you couldn't shadow. be like, oh, so you literally couldn't say it was Windows Palmer or, or oh, Windows really? or oh, whoever. Cool. Like it was like it was literally a person that didn't exist in the movie. Really, it was just I a didn't body. know that. So yeah. you uh, didn't want I've... to be Wilford Brimley because you would definitely know if it was <laughs> his shape. <laughs> well, and they led you down the path that it's it was fellow. a Wilford Brimley <laughs> that, that Mac was. You know, they, they led you down the path that it was Mac. That he right. was, well, not that it was. I see. I never took it as it was only one. I took it as it yeah, could, it could be, be multiple. multiple. Right. And and so yeah, I think when you got to him, the expectation was in my head. I was like, "There's no way, right? Like he's kind of the star." Yeah, right, right, um, right. But at the same time, hell, I don't know what they're doing. But if someone's going to be ahead of the curve and be like, you know, let's yeah, the stars right. in. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they never said who planted that. His clothes, right? Wasn't it? It was right. like a little strip of clothing with McCready on yeah. it. Well, the first one found it outside, and then it was found again. Yeah, and then they, again. but they never really said who who did that, right? And, no. and that again, that just kind of ramps up the the paranoia, right? You don't know who it is. Yeah, right? I've seen it a few times now, and I, I you can never really piece together no. who did what or what, no. what's going on. Just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, which is better in that yeah. regard. Like it, I don't, you don't need the cookie crumbs all the way through the movie. No, like, yeah, there can be things change. unknown yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, just let your mind to your I, to your earlier point. Like your mind can is kind of a lot more powerful in that regard. For sure. For sure. And to and to me, I love just love the ending. Just love the final scene. Do you? Uh, so I, well, I, yeah. The question. I mean, what happens? So I actually, it's funny. Years and years, obviously, years ago, when I was a kid, there was a thing comic book that picks up the story from that. And it was with Childs and and Kurt Russell. And yeah. then all of a sudden, all these government guys start swooping in, and that's where the story picks up in the comic book. And it's good; it's it's kind of like then the story continues. But you're right; you kind of you're interested in like God. Where do, where do they go for? Are they just are they going to die from hypothermia? Are they going to just freeze to death out here, or is somebody going to save them? You know, I, and, I thought that for sure. Keith David had 
like, is this the thing? Is the thing? Oh, really? Is okay. My, my, how I always took it. Yeah. Like, there's just no way that he was out there, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got lost in the snow. Like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's then I thought, but I don't know. But then they're sharing a bottle at the end, right? They're sharing a couple of drinks, right? And it's kind of yeah. like, would, would the thing do that or would the thing be smart enough? But I guess, I guess the thing was smart enough to do kind of anything to, to yeah. infiltrate the camp. But yeah. I think it's it would be kind of cool to just kind of end it like like they did. I like the way that they ended and they didn't like show what happened to him because you know in The Shining where they show Jack after he's been out in the snow yeah, frozen. frozen. Um, I, had, I I my mind went there too. Yeah. With the, uh, with back to back to The Shining. Yeah. So I was I was very, I was happy that they just kind of like oh we're just gonna wait it out and yeah. then they just cut it and <laughs> just cut fade it. to black. Yeah, just fade to it. black. Yeah. So I had uh, I in reading there was like I guess they had multiple alternative endings um, filmed. And then some were planned and some were, there was, I don't think anyone knew what they wanted to do. Carpenter probably had more of a thought, but uh, one filmed ending cut to some time later, revealing that Mac had been rescued and taken back to civilization and Childs didn't make it Hmm. Um, with Mac passing a blood test and essentially, you know, everyone was, oh God, that would have been terrible. I know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Uh, I don't like that. And it was filmed as a precaution and never used even for test screenings as because Carpenter, it wasn't part of what he saw as the film to your point. Um, another ending was shot showed, I don't know. It's a a Malamute. Malamute. Yeah. Yeah. The dog Malamute, uh, presumably like, Presumably, the thing surviving the explosion, stopping and looking back, and then running off. Yeah, essentially, that would be good. Too. That would actually be good. Existing, yeah. but no one yeah. knowing. Um, make thing two, obviously. Um, <laughs> and then a third ending simply showed Childs getting up and walking off into the snowstorm, leaving Mac by himself. Also never used. And then proposed endings that went unfilmed, including a climactic showdown between Mac and Childs, a rescue chopper arriving just in time to save them, and uh, both of them committing suicide with a stick of dynamite. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would work, too. Guarantee. Yeah. Guarantee to not get out of there. And then the Malamute just stands there and just walks off. <laughs> he just walks off. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like an epic fight like like Keith David had in They Live. <laughs> Ten minute long with Rowdy, 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 Rowdy Piper. Piper. <laughs> I forget what movie. I know, oh, I know one of them, like Alien versus Predator. When they're in Antarctica, they take the Predator back and then they have like the dead Predator on the ship and... Uh, as he's laying there on the ship, the alien pops up through his chest. Or the Xenomorph I do does. remember that. Um, that was a terrible movie, though. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, like, ending, was, I could see something like that, like, you know, back in 82, them trying to do, like, oh, you yeah. know, the guy, like, gets on the plane and then just, just like you were saying with Thriller, like, he turns and his eyes are all, like, yellow <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of like, again, I like the way that they ended it, where it's, it's just ambiguous. You don't know how it's going to end or who's the thing or if the thing survives. So, in the vein of uh, a trilogy mm-hmm. here, and you, this is going to be you, I feel like Martin and Colin, you guys are going to be up your alley. So I was reading, John Carpenter considers this to be the first of his Apocalypse trilogy with Prince of Darkness and mm. In the Mouth of Madness comprising the other two parts. I'd have never heard of either of those. I've so heard of them both. I've Sam, never. Sam Neill, I think. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've heard of them. I never saw either one of them. Yeah. I actually did not know he considered that. Literally both were, I've never heard of either of them. What were the, what were the I've years heard of those? Uh, 87 was Prince of Darkness and 94 was Mouth of Madness. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've seen In the Mouth of Madness, but I don't remember much about it. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of why he considers that. So Yeah, I, I don't know either, but, actually. Yeah. I, I never heard those tied together. 
Yeah, um, sorry. The other little, th- yeah. I, I just thought that I actually, I, I saw it and I probably, I almost glossed over it. And then the trilogy thing clicked in my head. I'm like, well, I'm going to at least bring it up. I, and then obviously you two both are a little more dialed in on Carpenter. And, um, if you haven't seen those movies, no, I know what I'm doing top. tonight. <laughs> oh, that one's so much. you got like four movies to watch tonight, man. Yeah, this is pretty par for the course. Yeah, I just take tomorrow off. There. Uh, <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. He works at Google. Come on now. Um, the other tidbit I thought that was actually really random, especially because we've already gone down the path, it opened the same day as Blade Runner. Oh. Um, and the both of them did not uh, do, do well. Because well, yeah, the, the unfavorable reactions by the critics and both of them now are considered uh, mm-hmm. great. Classic. Are they uh, cult classics? <laughs> I think uh, this one would, would fall into that I, line. Martin would have to tell me. I still, <laughs> still not 100% salt and understand, that I understand it. We did a whole whole pod on cults, and we don't know anything about a cult we classic. still don't know That was your are. episode 56, I believe. Oh, wow. It's so funny. I, I was looking through it. It's yeah. so funny because I just looked up on IMDb like re- feature films that were released in that year. And they're sorted by popularity. And number one and two are guess guess what they are? A Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner the, the thing. thing. Really? I was looking for like what other big movies yeah. like, would have like beat them out, but they're one and two. E. T. is number four on this list. How is that what? even possible? Really? Fast they Times at Ridgemont High, Annie, First Blood, Poltergeist. Jeez, some ba- some actually, I mean, it's a big movies in the all timers. Yeah, I just think they're. I think they're going by the star rating on here, and those, yeah, those have eight point one versus um, ET, which is at seven point eight. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I did see like, I mean, that this did not perform well. I mean, this was yeah. perceived ne- really negatively, and uh, but yeah, it did become a cult classic, or at least it became. Yeah. It just people took to it a lot more after the fact. So. And, I mean, E.T. is a great movie, but this one I'm going to watch a lot more. I'm going to watch, gonna watch E.T. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to watch say, The right, Thing right. and Blade Runner well, this, way, this, way more times. this goes into the rewatchability aspect. Yeah. Like, is, <laughs> yeah. Does that make a movie better? Is it the best movie, or is it the one you want to watch over and over again? Right. Yeah. I'd watch this thing over and over again. Yeah. I really would. I, I think you have. Just, I have. Just, just I, I've I mean, seen it like a hundred times. At but any I time. Keep, but like if I if I just am scrolling through the channels or whatever and it's on, I'm I'm gonna text my buddy and be like, hey, things on. Yeah. <laughs> get on. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's do it. I, I did want to see something at the. If you guys remember, Wilford was a Wilford or Wilford was building a ship, <laughs> he right? He was, bu- he, he was building a ship. Alfred right? Wilford. He was building yeah. a ship, right? Pretty, they never really fleshed that out. Small ass ship. It was a small ass ship, but it was <laughs> so, also very also, interesting. How long was he out there? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, geez, he put this thing in there pretty quick. Yeah. It was like, just it's a, it looked, I mean, it looked like a, such a hokey sci-fi <laughs> it was. flying saucer, you know, like it didn't even look like anything. I just felt like it was a lot fast. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it came together quick. Yeah. It's like, well, he's been stealing from the helicopter I'm like the whole thing or <laughs> right. he's refabbed an entire military chopper and macgyver and that shit out there in the, <laughs> totally in the that, snow that was a little little much and a little funny but whatever i probably i would have thought tunneling down there would have been enough of a task in and of itself but nope he's got enough room uh no i, I it was i really did i thought it was I did not dislike the movie. Good. All right. <laughs> yeah, there a, we go. That's, that's, a, a, that's a win. I'll take that's a win from Brady for sure. Because it's old and it's horror. So for him to not dislike it is a big deal. I didn't. That's good. I, I, there, were, there was a good stretch. I was like kind of edge of the seat, mm-hmm. walk, you know, kind of mm-hmm. excited about it. So I will give all the props that, uh, yeah, to, to his point, I, this is very much 
a leap for me to be even remotely on board. Um, but Colin, I was. You did it. Yeah, I know. Good job, I, buddy. Somehow, yeah. Coming but I was. I thought it was. Uh, I, I enjoyed the watch. Jelani? Yeah, I did too. Oh, okay, I thought, I thought I was waiting for a, uh, not so much. No, I <laughs> I don't know how often I will revisit it because of the, the oh, horror I'll never aspect. watch it again. I think that's <laughs> obvious. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I saw it, and I'm glad you know I can you know check it off the list. Yeah, yeah it's me an too. important one to have to have under the belt. I think. Yeah. Can we? So I do have. I, I will admit this to you guys. I have a man crush on Kurt Russell. So can we do a top five for Kurt <laughs> Russell movies or what? Yeah, well, we can. Yeah. Or should we have him do the IMDb game? Ooh, do you want to do the IMDb What's, game? What do you got for me? Every actor has around four. It'll give you a four movies that they're best known for. Okay. Now, I'll give you... The, the cheat is it's not necessarily his four best movies sure. in terms of like performance or things like that. I don't know how the hell they're... But we've yet to have anyone get all four. Okay. So, for Kurt Russell, you go ahead and name your top four movies or... You know, you think what you think is known. What I think I am for IMDb, not what your your best, but what you think IMDb considers his best best. known for movies. You lost. All right, so can I do mine? Well, can (laughs) I do it? Uh, Let me do IMDb, and then I I can do mine. And then yeah, top five or then we'll we'll all chime in. Then we'll okay. Um, Let's see. For IMDb, I'm going to say Backdraft is one. Tombstone. Are you looking at it too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wonder if it's the same. (laughs) Got to be right. I don't. If you're serious, then I don't know what we're doing right now. <laughs> Unlawful entry. I don't think with that's Andy it. Garcia. No, I it was with Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta, Madeline Stowe. Yeah. Hello, I, hello. Couldn't remember one. One more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not getting it. Andy uh, Garcia is in Sea of Love, right? Mm, Ellen Barkin. No, that's Al Pacino. Exactly. I think de- you're thinking of executive Blue Steel. decision. Ooh. You got one. Wow, you got hey! one. Ding, 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 ding. That was oh your my... first one. Oh, first one. Wow. Are you kidding me? Do you want to know the other three? Yeah, that's Hold why on. this game so, is impossible. So, the game's impossible. Oh my God. The other three, do we have Escape from New York? Nope. Uh, nope. The it's the other one. Escape, Escape from, from LA. LA. Yeah. Oh, my God. That movie was horrible. <laughs> uh, the Hateful Eight. <laughs> okay. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume oh. 2. Yeah, replace uh, Star Lord. Star Lord's oh dead. My God. No. Oh, it, you know what? Does say Volume Two. I'm sorry, it's cut off. But yeah, so well, yeah, it's almost it's an impossible game, which is why it's oh, amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. All right, so you All can right. give us your actual top, top five. You, you named a bunch of mine. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say you're checking backdraft more. for sure. Backdraft, uh, the thing, Escape from New York, um, Tombstone, and <laughs> any of the Furious movies. No. <laughs> What else can I get? What else can I throw Kurt in? Uh, well, we said oh, we said backdraft, right? <laughs> I could go Tango and Cash, but I don't think I should. I love Tango and Cash. I do too, too. and I love Chronicles? Jack. I love Jack Palance and uh, <laughs> 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 uh, what else? I got. I got one more. Right? How about? Um, what did I not say? Did I say a Overboard. New York? Oh, oh I almost said Overboard. I love Overboard uh, so, with Goldie. Tombstone yeah. is for me is for sure yeah. in the top five. I. I I've always Wyatt Earp is, oh, yeah. yeah. I've always loved that, and I, he's not necessarily the best part of that movie. Oh but no, him and Doc or yeah. their relationship is, Val, is great. Uh, yeah. Val's, Val. Val's gonna steal that for yep. me almost every time. But yep. um, nobody but, had big trouble. Little say, China. Oh big my trouble. god, I did not say big trouble. I'm that. That's yeah. my fifth. Sorry. Big trouble for me. That's yep. all, that's just always gonna be there. Uh, it's yeah. kind of an immovable object. Yep. <laughs> I got that on DVD too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never saw any of the Escape movies. So I, I'm you should un- watch. The you should watch one. his yeah, first one. New York's yeah. the first one. If right? you like, yeah, yeah. That's why it's weird that L.A. is right. Exactly. It, unless I, I'm crazy, like I despised L.A. It's just a sequel like 20 years later. No, I know. I'm just saying yeah. that that's that's the known for. Oh, right, as opposed yeah. to yeah. the one that everyone would probably assume. I mean, I think 
I actually questioned if I had it wrong that it was backwards. Got it. Because I saw LA, I was like, oh, it must be LA and then New York. Yeah, especially since we, you know, you recently watched Big Trouble in Little China, and now the thing get on a Kurt Russell kick and watch Escape from New York. Yeah, you, it's you, great. Snake Plus, it's a good place. Stargate, it's a great. Stargate, Stargate was yeah, pretty Stargate's good. good too. Did yeah. you, you guys like that? I that did. was not. I spent a long favorites. time, and then three thousand three thousand miles to Graceland, obviously. The computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> that was when he was a little kid. Yeah, right? he was. Yeah. Glick. I mean, he's been around. Jiminy Glick and Lala would. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm uh, actually Grindhouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, Glenn? Death Proof? Glenn? Death Proof. Yeah. yeah, Death Proof. Where, yeah. Why didn't that show up here? For some well, I must have missed it. It's, it's there. Oh, yeah, there it is. Grindhouse, yeah. Yeah. I did hear a remake of Big Trouble is coming. I don't know if you guys heard uh, that. Yeah. We, heard, we were long rumored. Long I don't even rumored. know how you do that. It's a mistake to try. Is it? I don't know why you'd even. It's because no one has their own thoughts anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're Uh, never going to be able to make it as weird and random. No way. Am I wrong? I'm trying to remember our conversation. Was it The Rock? The Rock Rock is one of his favorite movies, and he wanted. He's like, I want to really do this. Okay. One thing I think they can make technology wise, I think they can make the three storms probably pretty better. Badass, yeah. but I mean, I thought they were badass in the original. Yeah. For again, for the for their that lightning for, bolt looked pretty right, good. <laughs> absolutely, you know. But I, I kind of trust the Rock. I don't know. Yeah. I, I trust the Rock. Although if you looked at his IMDb, you'd probably be like, well, yeah. "There's a lot of misses." Yeah, there. there's, <laughs> a, there's <laughs> a handful <laughs> of not so greats. <laughs> um, but yeah, Russell's Kurt Russell's an all timer, especially I think growing up. I, I'm with Martin. Like Overboard, that was a, a yeah, staple. That was on that was on tape for a really long time. <laughs> so big fan. There you yeah. go. And Backdraft Chicago representing. Oh, yes. yeah. I mean, that's, Backdraft, that's, that's, that was probably like my first favorite movie as, as a kid. Like when I watched that, I was like, yeah. this is my favorite. We're overdue movie. on Backdraft. We do yeah. need to do Backdraft. And if you don't tear up at the end, then there's there's something, something wrong with it. I'll you. do like you a, no a bargain bin and find I'll find something with De Niro in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's in everything anyway. <laughs> Well, Colin, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was Absolutely. a pleasure. Uh, thanks for you know letting us dig into some of your favorite movies, including The Thing and Signs, and you know seeing where you like rate those and how soon you let your kids watch. Uh, much sooner than I'd let my children watch them. But <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any uh, plugs for us? Uh, yeah. t- tell people where they can find your book. Uh, they can find it on Amazon. They can find it on Barnes and Noble. They can find it on Apple and Name, Kobo and all that good stuff. Yeah, the Fallen Race trilogy. Uh, yeah, please look it up. Um, I'm gonna yeah. look it up. Yeah, please do. And <laughs> I, I, I drop some free copies here for the boys. And if here, there's any so. screenwriters out, uh, you know, burgeoning screenwriters out there that want. Want to convert it to a to a book uh, to a movie? Is it ready? Well, I, I'm a screener. I can do it too. But <laughs> if there's any really experienced and veteran ones, yeah, or Oscar winners, I think you just want maybe some fun. A producer, <laughs> yeah. Producer. yeah. yeah. And, uh, Never mind. Who's got money to make these? Um, that's awesome. I'm I'm excited. To actually, take a look. I am overdue for some summer reading. Thank you. <laughs> very <appreciate> clearly, <laughs> very overdue. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been awesome and fun. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by simply searching for us. Thanks, and go to bed.